Welcome to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast, your home for all things Bolton Wanderers, up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Always happens when I'm doing it, this bloody thing. Stream yard technology. Good evening. Welcome. Evening all. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode. It says 76 there. Oh, I tell you what. Anyway, it's the one after the Blackpool game that we lost 4 1. Uh, <laughs> ben imaginatively titled tonight's episode The Big Brackets 4 1. The big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Thanks, Ben. Uh, ben can't be with oh, us this evening to uh, take the credit for that fantastic pod title. Uh, but you get the joke, don't you? Um, oh, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> but thank you for joining us. The chat already is busy, so thank you. Um, hopefully you've all recovered from yesterday's debacle. Ange, are you well? I mean, I'm a little bit rough. Yeah. Standard. <laughs> Sunday, says, I'm, I'm, I'm judging you why I've got a kind of... Uh, CC San Miguel. Other, other lagers are available. Of course. So, you know, I'll just have a little glug of water. I'll just stick with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good choice. Uh, Colin, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm all right, actually. Yeah, uh, I got over yesterday pretty quickly. Absolutely shambles. Um, spent quite a large amount of today uh, prepping for a, an interview tomorrow for a new job. Uh, so that's Yay! Good luck! Distracted, distracted my mind quite a lot, uh, which is good, because yesterday was absolutely shambolic. Yeah. So can we get some um, positivity going here, Let, obviously for Colin and his uh, <clears throat> the next stage in his career, which will hopefully mm-hmm. be starting yeah. tomorrow or kicking on tomorrow. So good luck with I'll that. Well, thank you very much, sir. And we'll have a bit of this. Um, you're going to have to bear with us. I've noticed that when we put our little videos on, that it, whilst when it normally mutes us, it's not doing so. If, if we could refrain from sniffing and coughing and stuff like that, guys, that'd be uh, great. And- and usually uses the opportunity to uh, release a little bit of gas, so make sure you don't do it. She does not. <laughs> She's known for the odd Tommy squeaker during the middle. <laughs> it's a fact. Um, we were meant to have new graphics this evening. We have, um, in fact, let's kick it off with this. Yeah, we were meant to have some new graphics to our slide this evening, but unfortunately we encountered some technical issues. However, they were beautifully put together by one of our new sponsors, which is Loving My Socials. Thank you, Leanne. Um, Recent signing following the acquisition of um, Wooden Grounds in the January window. Um, Mm -hmm. Adding that to our ever-growing list of just invaluable sponsors, obviously yeah. headed by the main men at Eco and women at Eco One Windows. Does he have any women? I don't know, but just say Eco it One, these days. Yeah. Just say just it. Buy. Just buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eco One Windows, the proud primary sponsor of the podcast. Thanks, guys. Absolutely, couldn't do it without you. So, thank you very much. Um, no, it's, it's really, really appreciated that sponsors are all good. Um, it helps a lot beyond more than you can imagine. Um, and at the same time, you know, we're always looking for new sponsors going into the next season. So if you or you know any other businesses who want to get a lot of eyes on their, um, their business, then get in touch and we'll be happy to support. Absolutely. Um, just on that, we will be potentially looking at primary sponsors or sponsors for the preview podcast series as well for next season. So other opportunities, but as Colin says, it costs a fortune to uh, 
the sponsorship and advertising, etc. So mm. if you look at our website, you'll see that the prices are very reasonable, you know. Cheap so, as chips. Cheap as chips. Too cheap, if you ask me, but I'm in charge of that. Hey, hey, cheap. Is, so, not cheap. You know. not, we're not cheap. We're reasonably priced. It's a good price point. <laughs> but anyway, that's enough of the uh, the preamble. Let's get stuck right oh, in. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Shut it. I were enjoying that bit before we start. We have to start talking about the football. <sighs> Bloody hell! Never mind her. Yeah, out to sponsor, uh, out to ruin a thoroughly good conversation by bringing <laughs> football into it. So, <clears throat> as you may or may not know, despite taking a, a, an earlyish lead yesterday at Bloomfield Road. We were on the wrong end of a 4-1 defeat. Humiliation. Humiliation. Rivals, Blackpool. Once again. Um, boy, where do you start with that one? Um, in fact, let's, I'm going to jump over to the comments because I'm just conscious that I've let them um, slide a little bit. Um, but whilst Chris is working that how to do that out, I just want to say thank you to... The 50-odd people that are currently watching live across the platforms, thank you very much for participating in tonight's podcast. Yeah. Really, I hope really some of you feel as rough as me. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going just, to help. Just please, obviously, get your comments into the chats, be it through Facebook or be it through YouTube. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're keen, we're keen to kind of get your points across. Please, obviously, be as constructive in your criticism as possible because we like a little bit of substance to, to kind of what we're talking about not just rant about how proud we are even though, even though we're sat third in the league yeah no absolutely well, let, 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 let's set the, the tone positively by just saying Colin that there's some lovely good luck messages I, I do know how to work oh, the chat I'm just, I'm, I'm just sifting through the uh oof plethora of, of messages in there. Good word. Um, and there's some absolutely lovely messages of good luck for you tomorrow from Leslie, from Kelly, from thank Joshua, you, you. from Francis. I mean, what a, what yeah, a group I appreciate people that. watch us. Thank you, very, thank you very much. I appreciate that a lot. Um, fingers crossed for me tomorrow. Um, but I, I want to divert back to the fact yeah. that you're going to have to run that... Um, post-match reaction mid-roll Chris I'm afraid because we need to we need to discuss the football yeah I've just done it I know but you know <laughs> let's get going right anyway so um, <laughs> let's uh, without further ado let's dissect yesterday's debacle um, some you know some comments that equally positive David you've got to suffer the, the lows to have the highs and yeah we do. Um, is, that David, gonna... is that David or is that Ian Everett? I know, isn't it? It's, um, it's like, let's get all the cliches in. Let's get them in there. It was a game of two halves, to be fair. Um, we'll, we will, Jack, we will mention the referee. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail because there's not a lot we can do to affect that. But by supporting the team... Maybe we can cause a, you know, some positivity, get some momentum and get some gusto into the boys. You never know. But we will touch on the referees' decisions yesterday. Um, I'm going to start with <clears throat> with Angela. Oh, so Angela, yeah. thoughts on yesterday's defeat at Blackpool, please. Uh, I mean, I think we're all we're all quite embarrassed by that, yeah. that scoreline yesterday. Um, I actually thought when we went ahead and we, we, we were on the ascendancy and we, we did seem to be getting more of the ball and I thought, oh, it's going to be a belting day, this. Sun was shining <laughs> by yeah. the seaside. Mm. Lovely, it? Um, did, you get a, did you get burnt head, Chris? Or no, no, it's not been too bad. No, no. Um, 
Well, then, yeah, the referee, that free kick that was given, was it against Josh Sheehan? Yeah, which led to their goal. goal. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just, it's so bloody frustrating, isn't it? It's so frustrating. And yes, we shouldn't be in a position or getting ourselves into a position where those refereeing decisions make such a big impact on us. We should have been putting our, our ball, we should have been putting the ball in the net in the first half and putting the game to bed. Um, mm. I, I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, Rico was just back and didn't look the best. He looked, no. he looked tired and. <laughs> Excuse me. Should he have been sent off? No, that whole double jeopardy thing in there, and then I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Colin, you speak. Yeah, well, just to add to um, Francis Lever's question, uh, he's put in the chat on, on on YouTube. He said, "Do you reckon the red card will be overturned by Tuesday?" Obviously, they're appealing it. So, Francis, I would suspect we'll have an answer before Tuesday in preparation for that that game. But to add to that, I mean. The referees don't know the rules of the game, Francis, do they? So we haven't got a clue as to whether or not it's going to get overturned or not. Um, it's really a shambolic situation in that respect because mm. the rules clearly state, you know, uh, that he shouldn't have got um, no. sent off and he should have been booked because there was a clear attempt to win the ball. And whether he went through the back of him or whatever the terminology would be, he still went clearly for the ball. There was no kind of direct malice in that challenge to purely injure the fella. Um, no. So I think it, it will get overturned, but it's besides the point because that affected the cost of us the game because prior to him getting sent off, I thought we were just about kind of clawing our way back into the game um, and to the point where I, Ian Everett did as well because he were making some tactical substitutions, I think, from what I could see and uh, Aaron Collins were, were just due to come on uh, and, and obviously he would have been in a better position to try and affect the game for us. Um, so it's just absolutely horrendous, isn't it? But, you know, that's that's the level that we're at. And I think it's just a real shame because I think when you're at this level, because of the quality of, of the player that we have, and let's be honest, you know, some of the missed chances that we had in the first half, the game should have been put to bed. But because you don't have the, 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 the better quality of footballer within your squad, as much as we love these lads, they are League One footballers at the end of the day, you're therefore reliant on heavily the referee getting the basics right and obviously, he didn't do that. Um, so that's where the frustration kicks in, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but like I said before, I mean, we should have we should have capitalised on a couple of opportunities in the first half. I think I thought Josh Thompson took his goal really well. To be fair to him, mm. double double deflections from across. It's always difficult for either for the defender and for the attackers to kind of judge the way that the ball is going to land and, and the patterns of play and so forth. And I think he finished it really well. Um, but Jon should score. Um, a, a fellow of his experience and quality, he should be scoring this chance. Um, and I also think that um, Declus Cogley should have done better at the far post as well. And Carlos Mendes Gomez also had a really good opportunity to to, to score. So we're, at, we're the architects of our own downfall, aren't we? To be honest, yeah, oh, we certainly were yesterday. Um, but in a weird way, you know, made may that result tomorrow. Sorry, yesterday affect us for Tuesday possibly we might see a hell of a reaction or we might go the other way and we might get hammered again so it's a difficult one that's a ramble isn't it or a rant should I say and 50 odd people are still listening so thank yeah you. yeah normally switched <laughs> off Cal. Uh, I've left Mark's no, comment on here which is um, that he I mean obviously Mark's been following the Wanderers for a long time and he and the podcast he, for a while as well yeah absolutely loyal follower of the pod. Um, Mark's comment is, I really think the EFL have a major issue with the officiating. Why does one man ruin a game? Um, I take your point. It seems to be a conversation that comes up time and time again. Um, but also, um, I think you also need to look at, there was another comment. Um, there we go. And I think that's a, a very, very <laughs> valid point that, from Jack, Jack Walker. Do people not remember ever four days ago? We need to stop complaining about refereeing decisions. Um, and I agree with that. you just got to get on with it. I think you will get situations where, unfortunately, they will get spoken about like yesterday's because it is so pivotal. Um, 
i.e. your captain gets sent off um, at 2-1 in a game that you've been leading. It's, it's a pretty major decision to make, especially when, as it seems, he's got the fundamentals wrong in terms of the rules of the game around double jeopardy and Ricardo Santos should not have been sent off. Was it not a penalty? I think you could debate that until... Cows come home. Um, Corman, Corman, Corman had a mare as well, though, to be honest. He, he was... Corman put him in that position. He, I've yeah. got to give Corman some, some kudos because he made a couple of good saves yesterday. At, at some point, may, may very well have kept him in the game, but he had an absolute nightmare rushing off his goal. Uh, misjudged that completely and put yeah. Rico in that position. So, like I said before, we're, in, we're the architects of our own downfall at times. Yeah. Um, I think as well, though, he's taken... Again, he's taken pelters. And I think he was, yeah, absolutely. He he made a couple of rash calls in terms of rushing his box, coming outside his box for, for one free kick. Well, I don't know what he was thinking. It was a, a moment of madness, whether he's, I don't know, he's hell-bent on making a, a statement but and proving people wrong. Uh, I just think it, I, just, I just I just think it's match sharpness and match match fitness and it might make sense in his mind. You know, he's not. This is like his second or third start league start in two years. Yeah. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be slow off the mark, and he, he certainly doesn't need us to to tell him how much of a mistake no. that was because I'm sure he would have got quite a bit of stick. But you've got to counter room. it with the fact that he pulled off. So I've I've not watched the game back today because, quite frankly, I. I, I rather put pins in my eyes, but he, to me, there was a reaction save mm. in that second half, which was phenomenal. Oh, um, yeah, he made a couple of great saves, yeah. Definitely. So, you've got to temper it and you've got to balance it out. Um, you know what the shocking thing about this situation is as well with the referee, just to go back to that, I've seen Jack Walker and David put about the fact that these are League One referees. That fellow was in the Premier League, not on back. He had a stint in the Prem, that ref. Yeah. So that shows how shocking the officials are in England. Not even just our league. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a ridiculous turn of events, to be honest. Um, yeah. It seems to be getting worse. Like the refereeing in general across the division seems to be getting worse as I get older, which is madness. Yeah. Yeah. I think this this is an interesting comment. Seeing all manner of opinions and whatnot in the last 24 hours. Um, Leslie says that she thought personally that Rico should have been subbed off at halftime. He looked knackered after about 20 minutes um, and obviously lacking game time. Interesting that. Fair enough. I didn't didn't think he were too... I don't think we were that kind of troubled really until in the first half and obviously a couple of freaky goals but we were pretty dominant really. It just yeah. lacks lacks of the concentration. I mean that the way we switched off for that first goal, absolutely schoolboy stuff. Like really bad. So like it's the environment and the, and the game is it, playing that we can't it, handle. It, is it the same thing again that we we don't put? I mean, obviously, the, the, like Ange mentioned, the free kick itself was debatable. Let's let's just say it was debatable. It was ridiculous. Let's face it. Um, did were we guilty again of of not? Obviously, we played to the whistle because he pulled it back to the free kick, but we weren't organised from the resulting set piece, were we? And we 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 we're quite guilty of that switching off. I think sometimes sleep. the lads sometimes come across to me that they they think they're better than they are, and I think that's reflected in the way we approach some games as well that. Very often, very rare that we go away and kind of race into a, you know, three-goal lead, which in many ways we probably should, given the quality that we've got. They kind of like, kind of slowly get through the gears because they think they're too good for the opposition, and in the most mm. part they are. But when you come up against a team who, you know, like Blackpool were yesterday, you know, kind of well organised and played to a game plan and kind of targeted specific positions, it's um, it can be a challenge for us, can't it? Um, but. There's no excuse yeah. in the fact that we, we went 1-0 up and we should have really been out of sight, to be honest. And this is the thing that, that that's, that's grinding on me. Um, 
I question if Dion would have put room playing a fully a flying Dion. What's the score would have been yesterday? I think it would have been completely different because he'd have fin- he'd have finished a couple of them chances that we had. Um, Jack Halliwell um, actually mentions that, it, and, and again, I've I've not watched any of the fallout from yesterday, which I normally do. So that gives you an idea about how I felt about yesterday. Uh, I know it seems unprofessional, but hey, there you go. We, we, we've all got emotions to deal with. Um, mm. But Jack mentions, Ebert mentioned in his press conference that the players were too busy arguing with the referee and switched off. Well, mm-hmm. true. That, that's inexcusable. That's, that's a, a minimum standard of performance in any role that you don't switch off like that. That's pathetic. So... If that's the yeah. case, then serious questions need to be asked. Uh, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Um, what the hell? Oh, sorry, I, I'm just trying to unpick <laughs> some of these comments. There's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> I mean, to summarise, how often do we go a goal up and get beat 4-1? Can anybody... <laughs> Show me, remind me of another. It doesn't happen very often. And that's ultimately the reason why we probably shouldn't overreact because it just doesn't happen very often, does it? And um, we are in a good position. Yeah. You know, like I I tweeted earlier on today and people started calling me, uh, calling calling the view quite, uh, yeah, quite um, incorrect, shall we say. But we are, after the same amount of games as Ipswich this time last season, three points better off than them. Um, and they came second and got promoted. So I know there's ways to look at it, you know, the form that they were in at the time, the form we're in at this at this moment in time, you know, how how good their individual players were compared to what we've got now, et cetera, et cetera. But when you break it down, we're in the same position, we're in a better position after 33 games than Ipswich were last season and they got promoted. So let's not overreact. I think we should go to Wigan on Tuesday and... Um, Double. Just, well, <laughs> just, just, just get behind them, really, and and do everything we can to support them, like we always do. I think, um, just, just for absolute perspective, the target is two points a game. We play thirty-three. We've got sixty-six. So, go. regardless of regardless of form, regardless of how well we've been playing or not, regardless of refereeing decisions, we are on track after 33 games. We've got the highest win percentage in League One at 61%. It's not that bad, but... No. Hey. Um, we, are the, we are the Happy Clapper podcast, so... We, we are. We are. <laughs> yeah. But two points... And, and you're quite right, mate. El Patron, two points per game might not be enough. It might not. It might not, but... But it might. But it might. Well, same thing. All I'm referring to is that was the target. If you put a yeah. target in place, all you can do is achieve it or beat it. And we're achieving it. Don't think it's that bad. But, not. you know, it's not all sunshine and roses. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You know, let's not... Um, let's not cover up that Yesterday was bloody awful, and we've had similar conversations recently. Not to the extent of a 4-1 drubbing, but we've had similar conversations recently. 125 so, to 1 for a 4-0 win against Wigan, according to Reddick's Lecti. Yeah, we don't encourage gambling. No, absolutely not. Don't waste your money. It's a mugs game. I'm just saying, like, you can't we'll pile on. get a hook. You can get £126 back off. <laughs> no, I never said that. I never said that. Um, I don't even know what that means. Um, so, <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to end up getting myself in the right load of bother here, aren't I? Um, yeah, I think... And this might be looking at it with rose-tinted spectacles somewhat, but what, is there a better game for retribution mm. for... Proving people wrong for saying, look, yesterday wasn't good enough by going to the DW Stadium on Tuesday and getting three points. On a rugby pitch. 
How is the pitch? Do we know? Obviously, they played. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It yeah. held. It held up well. Yeah. Yeah. Blackpool's. We played up. We played on worse. We played on worse. Yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> for example, and that was um, after a lot of work. Credit to the ground staff. I'm sure they worked very, very hard, but it was awful. Um, but no, you hey. going back to what you just said, though, Chris. I think you're right. There isn't really a better game to now go and get a reaction from. Not no. only because we got beat off Blackpool rather comprehensively, but also the fact that obviously they beat us, Wigan, rather comprehensively earlier on in the season, which would yeah. obviously already. Oh, oh, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, is that? Can you? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hey, yeah, can see you. You're on the buzz. Hey, yeah. Sorry. If you don't get a reaction on Tuesday, you never will. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's fair to say. I and think... that, that may answer. So someone had put in the chat, I forget what I know or who, about he's not well, sure any playing for the shirt. He's not right. convinced on. Um, was it? I forgot who said that. Let me look. And I think Jesus, is it Jack Walker? I'm just scrolling through. That Jesus should be that it should tell us everything we need to know in regards. Yeah. That attitude. Mm, attitude. I, I think that's what it is, isn't it? It's resolution. It's that bounce. What was that word that you used to use? Bounce back ability. Yeah. I, I think it's what defines the right to to get promoted, to respond in such games. But um, I think it's worth noting the fact that oh. David quite rightly points out that it's um, Sharon Britton's birthday on Tuesday. So um, I'm not even going to go down that avenue, David, whilst it is definitely relevant and would love to celebrate that with a with a win, um, I ain't going to even bring that into conversation. It's um, yeah. you know, the pressure's enough, I think. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, there we go. All right. Shall we move on? Shall we? Uh, on. <laughs> yeah. What's next? <laughs> yeah. Out in the frying pan. Bloody hell. Follow I mean, that. <laughs> Jesus I don't, God. honest to God, don't know what you're going to do with this one. So if you fancy, let me know if you thought anybody did deserve a man of the match from yesterday. <laughs> Pop it in the chat. Tell me why. Um, Colin, who are you going with? Why? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, I will go with. Owen Toll. I Owen thought Toll. he was the best of a very, very bad bunch yesterday. I thought he, especially when we went down to 10 men, he was um, as best he possibly could be under the circumstances. Uh, when he went centrally, I always think when he's centre of, of, of the five or the three, he's probably in his best position. Um, and yeah, I just think he's a good defender, uh, old school defender who, who, who uses the ball well and, and yeah, reads the game well, so um, I'm clutching at straws, but yeah, I'd say I'd say Owen Tall, but closely followed by Dempsey. I thought Dempsey were pretty good in the first half as well. Uh, Effect the game pretty well off the right, but yeah, give it Tall, even though we conceded four goals, which is like a stupid thing to say, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fair dues. Chris? Um, I have to give it to George Thomason. Um, one for scoring on his, in his um, return to the team. I thought he handled himself very, very well in a wow, a, a frenetic midfield um, given the pelters he's received for his disciplinary record and I think rightly so it's something he needs to improve on I thought he'd obviously made an effort a conscious effort but it didn't detract from his game that much um, 
and it was just good to have him back. Not a great result, obviously. Um, and I think his reaction at the end was probably the most disappointed of all the players from what I could see. He looked, looked gutted. Um, so I'd like to give my man of the match for yesterday to George Thomason. Perfect. Um, the chat is pretty much Georgie T heavy. We've got a couple of shouts for Dempsey and CMG. Um, and I was torn on this one between two, but I'm going to go with the exact same reasons as you, Chris, that he he conducted himself well yesterday. It's like he's and he said in his post match interview he's reflected on quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's reflected on his on on his gamemanship or whatever, and it's oh. really frustrating, isn't it, for him to sit and watch it from the stands? And I think he, he's I think he's learned a big lesson from it. So, um, plus the goal. So, I am going to go with George Thomason also. He'll, he'll only learn a lesson if we see evidence of that over the net, or he would have all. Yeah, learned. we've got the rest. Yeah, we've got the rest of the season that we to judge it properly. Yeah. But for for him to come back, and a lot of people were saying, "Don't put him in that side because yeah, there was. You're right. Yeah, I didn't think about and, that. Yeah. Right. He took his goal very well, to be fair. Um, I also think Carlos Mendes Gomez link up play were pretty good as well. I think he deserved a little bit of a tap on the back um, prior to it all falling to bits. I thought he played pretty well in fairness. Yeah. I'm thinking I might should have thought about him man of the match a little bit better, but we lost. <laughs> you knew it was coming, Colin. It happens every week. We lost Carl. Let's face it. Yeah, but exactly. no, I, I can see I can see where you're coming from. Um, I thought he should because he. He's not had the best of times either recently, totally by his standards, given the impact that he made when he came into the team. He's kind of dropped off a little bit. But I thought, yeah, he looked Before, the first like his old self the first yesterday. Time, he looked pretty solid, didn't he? But like yeah. you say, it's a stinker. Let's forget it, I guess. But it, it, we're all round, wasn't it? Let's face it. Um, yeah. Well, that's so, that done. Who <laughs> won then, Ange? George <laughs> Well done. well done, George. Good to have you back, lad. And yeah, um, I, I, let, let's get let's have another on um, on Tuesday. Um, and that would be who who've we got on Tuesday? I don't know. Cambridge in it again. Are we again? Cambridge again? Oh. Wait a minute, we don't win. <laughs> Someone like that. Um, oh. Who do we play on Tuesday? Well, here's our um, resident stat man. To give us all a little clue. Come on down. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am back, the stat man, of course. And if my face keeps changing colour, because I've got the City Bournemouth game on right there. So, you know, that's just, if it goes a bit green, you know why I'm not ill or anything. Anyway, uh, bad result, but, you know, it does happen. Happened to my team as well, obviously, me and that But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Next game, Wigan. Uh, they're on 41 points, but I obviously did have an 8-point deduction, so they would be 10th. I mean, it's still not, but we all remember the result at the start of the season, so, you know, clearly that doesn't matter in this game. Uh, they've scored 48 goals from 35.4 XG. I mean, that is just mental. That is not sustainable. I mean, God knows when they're going to stop scoring, like, but, I mean, hopefully in the next game, I. Eh? But yeah, that is that is mental to to overperform your XG that much as well. Mental stuff, especially when I mean, graph here shows that they like to take a lot of long shots when they dominate the ball. Obviously, probably, I mean, it is out Wigan, but I don't, I still don't think they will against Bolton. But yeah, as you can see here, they do like to take a lot of long shots when they have the ball. When they don't, it's a bit different. They'll put it across in a bit more. Or, you know, they'll just take it further in because it's probably on the counter. But they like a long shot, let's put it that way. Uh, they've also allowed the third most shots in the league. 353, I mean, in hell. Just for some context for that, Bolton have allowed the least with 217. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm not that good at maths, but bloody hell, that is a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that is a bit mental. And it, it does show what happens when they don't dominate the ball. They sort of inv they invite pressure on. You can see that from the the pressing. They allow blooming 16.5 passes is their PPDA. 
Uh, I'll explain that again for if you don't remember from last week. It's just when it's basically measures pressing. So the higher the number there is, the worse you are at pressing. But yeah, I mean, you can see here as well, when they don't have the ball, or when they do have the ball, the ball stays in the middle of the pitch. And you can tell they're playing mid-block. So yeah, no pressing goes on whatsoever, basically. And they, But that does mean that they could be hard to break down. I'd, uh, I'd probably say the best player is Charlie Hughes. But you could say Sam Little, as well, Sam Tickle, my bad. Uh, yeah, because... I mean, that many shots, and they're still doing all right. But yeah, I'd go Charlie Hughes. He's uh, got 193 ball recoveries, which is the most in the league for a centre-back. I mean, that is getting hell. Uh, he likes to carry the ball out from the back as well. So, you know, if the dribble is on, he will go for it. But, you know, obviously Bolton do press. Whether it'll be on or not, I don't know. And uh, I'll set you 1-0 up. Anyway, it's because if I get that. Uh, he's a good passer as well. 169 accurate long balls. I mean... That is also the best in the league for a set of about 169. That's a joke. You can see they're going to play direct if it's on. And let's be honest, against Bolton, it is usually on because of the very high line. That's the gamble you take. But uh, anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the podcast. That's it from me. Wow. Now with added graphics. We're taking this to the next level. It's just unreal. Upped his game. Yeah. Also, need to up the swear draft contributions. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Callum. Potty right there, Callum, isn't he? Um, but, yeah, it's all about the PPDA, ladies and gentlemen. Passes per defensive action. You heard it here first. So, that leads us very nicely into the next segment of the show. My favourite, just because picture. of the picture. The picture. Mm. And it's got no music, this one, either, so we can start go over it. Look at that. I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> well, I, I, I told um, Ben that I was going to start singing over my bit because it stopped playing my music, hasn't it? So, anyway, we play 30... 30- place Wigan Athletic on Tuesday evening at the Dave Whelan Stadium. Um, there would be 10... Broke his leg once. He did, apparently, uh, in an FA Cup game, from what I recall, um, yeah. when they were the FA Cup... Oh, no, he was the play, he wouldn't play oh. for them. Anyway, whatever. Um, they would have been 10th, like I said, without the points deduction. They had eight points deducted this season. Um one two lost two and drawn one of the last five games, as inconsistent as us in recent form, you might say. Um, managed by former player Sean Maloney, for those who don't know that. Uh, Wanderers will be backed by 4,200 travelling supporters, and I would suspect that we're going to likely to be back with a similar type of number. So it should be a bit of a home game feel for the. Uh, the match, now, because <laughs> we've got more fans. Uh, that'll help. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a historical fixture that dates back to the 26th of December 1983, which I think is um, well, Chris was born before the year that. of my birth. The year of my yeah. birth. For the history. So I, I just. Just put on that call, my, my first ever game, I think I mentioned it before, was actually in 1986 yeah. against Wigan Athletic. Score? Oh, we won. Oh, good. Ormond. Nice. Yeah. Well, we also won that game as well, 1-0, at the JJB, DW, Robin Park, whatever it was called back then. It was Springfield Park then. Springfield Park, yeah. I have no recollection of their history, so I do apologise. It, it was my it, 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 it was a ground, not a stadium, and it had a big grass bank behind the behind one of the goals. Nice. It's like a and used to roll down it. Like a conference type of stadium. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm just trying to envision what it may have looked like. That's all. Yeah, it was dreadful. Um, but moved up yeah, in the world. Well, during the 28 meetings that we've played Wigan Athletic. 
Uh, Wigan have won 10 times. Um, it's been 11 draws. Bolton have won seven times in that time period. With the goal difference is 36 to 32 in Wigan's favour. Um, so they've got the um, the leg up on us somewhat. I was just, By four I was, goals. Weird that, isn't it? Four goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But maybe it's time to kind of balance that out a little bit on Tuesday night. Who knows? Um, the last time we went to the Dave Whelan Stadium was on the 22nd of April, 2022. One-all draw, Jan Daddy Bob Barson with an absolute belter of a header. He rose like a salmon, like an Icelandic salmon. <laughs> um, so, with that in mind, predictions, please. No! Uh... Whoa! Come on, give us a prediction. No, nope. not a chance. No. Well, we can give some people in the chat the opportunity to get. Yeah, yeah. chat. You you put you put your predictions in the chat, but I am not. No. The, the names up in lights with a fi- with a fixture prediction against Wigan Athletic. That'd be really good if you could do that. Because these two cop outs don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's get the ball rolling. Mar says we owe them a good pasting. We do. We do. Um. Louise said no, just no, no prediction from Louise. No, Lou, I'm with no, you. No, no. <laughs> um, I, I like Joshua's. He came up with it early, and I like it. Touchdown, Sharon Brayton with a 93rd minute touchdown to win yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, they got the they got the same lines, aren't they? Um, well, so we got. Uh, please don't. Please. Um, from Leslie, we've got eight nil either way from Liam. Uh, Davy predicts that it will rain. Of course, yeah. Made that pitch. Um, Jack Halliwell predictions four nil Bolton seems fair. They'll level it up over the uh, uh, meetings. The pomp, Chloe Pomfret two one Bolton, like that Chloe. No relation. Although we do have the same barber, Mr. Martin <laughs> Dawson. 3 uh, 1 to Bolton. About time we beat them. I concur 100%. Um, God, blimey, well, some right. Oh, wait, oh, this is a good one. We like this. Are you ready? Go on. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ash B. Absolutely. Oh, on, on the money with the correct. That enunciations are they called on Yon Daddy Bod Varson's name? Can, really, really good work there, Ashby, with that. I think is he a relatively new podcaster? At yeah. the, so thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I like that. That, that screams. Me, <coughs> excuse me. That screams to me. Copy and paste from Google. That I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ash, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> don't mind that. It's rape. Um, he's also made a, a good point, actually, Ashby, earlier on in the chat, Chris, I want to draw your attention to. Uh, he put No Lang and Wyke anymore, two players who have been a thorn in our sides. So maybe that's um, something to cling on to as we go to the rugby stadium on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's that, that, that little fella who looks like uh, Greta Thunberg, isn't it, that we need to worry about? What's he called? Asgard. Asgard. Yeah, so he yeah. scored seven goals in... 23 games and getting two assists this season. I like I like him. I think he's a good little footballer. Um, yeah, I do. I, I, yeah, I think he's a good one. Maybe the stats don't suggest that he's fantastic, but yeah, I, I do. I've always I've always kind of rated him whenever I've seen him decent. Yeah. It's um, I think Callum mentioned him and we're not here to her about Wigan players. Absolutely not. But um, that lad they've got at the back, that Hughes lad, is... Um, Hughes, yeah. He's going he's to be gonna, some, there's a couple of special, players. isn't he? Pardon? Yeah, a couple of other players. Well, I've, I've noted Tom Pierce as another player that's pretty decent for him. Um, he's got like a, a, the highest sofa score rating of 7.19. So as a comparison, uh, our highest is Nathan Baxter with 7.21. So he's kind of like the highest performing player, despite um, Charlie Hughes' obvious, obvious talents. So, yeah, just mm-hmm. something to, to pay reference to. Uh, but, yeah, no predictions from the Fan Zone podcast this week. So, 
No, Sorry, they are banned. Move on. Well, <laughs> well and truly. And I think that might be until further noticed. notice, even. It's permanently for me. Permanently. Yeah, I'm just going to do them. Um, interesting that Mark tells us that Hughes was linked with a £10 million move to RB Leipzig in January. £10 million? £10 million for a League One football player? My word. Is he related? Yeah, no, no. I doubt that. Sorry. He didn't go, did he? So. No, I imagine that he snatched his hand off for that. Ten mil. Lot of money, lot of money that, isn't it? Must be good. Must be good. So uh just hope that Rico's back. Um and we'll we've got Dion back. Maybe. That maybe we've got Dion in attack as well. Rico, Rico at the back. Dion in attack. Well, maybe. hopefully we can back, depending on the outcome of the appeal. Yeah, the appeal. I think somebody mentioned it earlier. Will the appeal be um, processed in time for Tuesday? Typically, they are, and we can say that with experience because despite Rico, I know you're going to say getting a, an unwanted record yesterday of being the most red carded Bolton player, um, three of those have been rescinded. So um, yeah. that's the most red carded Bolton player in tenure. <laughs> I think to add, Chris here. Yeah. Just to add. Or is it? Oh, I know. I'm trying to think back. I, I think Paul, he might find it's worse than that. Paul Warris got sent off quite a lot. I remember. Yeah. But he had a, an offensive haircut. Um. Anyway, yeah. We hope that Rico will be back. Um. And certainly we hope that Dion will be back. Um. And that we can turn it around on Tuesday. Right. Chuck you whites. But I'm not finished yet. Just saying. Mark's just put a very good point. If Rico isn't back, play Forrester. Yeah, definitely. Forrester, he needs to be in the team pretty quickly, doesn't he? To be honest, because I think he's good. <laughs> well, yeah. he is, isn't he? He's a, yeah, he's very good indeed. Um, good point. That it's interesting. It is interesting. I saw a lot of this yesterday. That obviously he warmed up again yesterday and didn't feature. Um, however, do we know as fans, you know, how well recovered he is from his injury? what the rationale is behind Everett's decision not to play him, I don't know. Well, he were running about like a child at half-time, so warming up, so I think... Yeah, but so were I, Cole, but you wouldn't have chucked me on at half-time, yeah. would you? <laughs> I'm not saying that, maybe. Well, it, it it's certainly, you know, I mean, I rate him very, very highly, uh, oh, as, as most do, you know, I don't, I'm not on my own in that respect, I mean, I, but, um, right, um, surprisingly, a very quiet fan zone fan feedback this week. Um, I think everything that needed to be said had been said, everybody got it off the chest and um, was just generally thoroughly peeved off with yesterday, as you would expect. Do you think uh, there's a strong possibility, Chris, that we could stay within the hour that Ben strives us to? No, no. My intention is to go to sixty-two minutes, <laughs> just because he's, he's not here. Just <laughs> for the hell of it. Nice. Um, so I'm going to start speaking more deliberately and slower, just to achieve that very time of sixty-two <laughs> minutes. No, I'm only joking. So right, um, I start tonight, and we've already covered it by saying that all predictions here on in are banned, Holly. Um, the first um, comment, which is brief, uh, was from Mr. Johnny Tickle, um, who says that his comments are not suitable for the podcast. Um, audience, eh? <laughs> so fair play, Johnny. Um, David said to tie into that, that he would have expected a special pod this evening after the watershed. Uh, we're not that. No, there's other ones available though that are. 
Yeah, yeah. But no, I know what you mean. It's frustrating. Um, Jack, Halliwell, Haley, and Josh. Um, don't panic is the overriding message. Um, is Tuesday a must win? Absolutely. 100% yes. This is Angela. This is the biggest game of the season by a country mile. I think more so for mentality than anything else, it is for me a must win, yes. Viewers? Maybe not, maybe not like points wise or whatever. No, no. But for me, for, for me, it's a men it's they need the mental boost. They've got to get their heads around it and uh, yeah. That yeah. that 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 bounce back ability needs to be there on Tuesday. Yeah, I think we've we've all missed the most pertinent point. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, gave it on as well. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, game in hand. Um, let's have a look. It was anywhere though, wasn't it? And I think Martin's just put it was after yesterday, but I think, or it is after yesterday, should I say? But it, it yeah, it, it was anywhere, weren't it? Because like what Mark just said, he's spot on. It's a game in hand, isn't it? So yeah, um, Josh, you were hundred percent. Game in hand, yes, says Mark. Um, David Jones says, sorry, but I'm not confident we will beat Wigan at all. If you are confident of beating Wigan, um, fair play. Let's see what you're like when we come back with Jack. nothing. Jack, Jack. nothing. Uh, Radix Lexi, yes, it is. Um I think overriding, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think looking at it from a positive standpoint, Mark, again, three points clear with Derby when we win. Um, Dan Sumner. Whoa, Whoa. welcome back. Welcome there's back, a, there's, 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 there's a blast from the past. Good to Whoa. see you. Um, Died yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, good to see you, mate. A must win if we want automatic promotion. He only goes to the big games. And last time I saw him, we were looting away. He only gets yeah. tickets to the big games, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Fair, Fair weather. What? <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, we looked at Blackpool all positive, because we did. Yeah. I think it's, ultimately, I think it's all about application and professionalism sentiment and you know jingoistic bloody rallying calls and hoo-hahs and high fives and psychological nonsense out the window um it's just who wants it more and i want to see that on tuesday yeah don't be afraid of excuses um and i don't want any nonsense i just want to go in there win one nil and come home and that's quite simple. Bash, bash. <laughs> Job done professionally without any injuries. And that's about it. Um, I think, obviously, as David touches on, and I think a few people have mentioned, a couple of people have mentioned, Colin, you mentioned there's probably going to be even in terms of supporters. Oh, <laughs> bit of a dick. Um, you know, but, yeah, there'll be over 4,000 fans in there again. Um well, that's if my ticket comes. No, I've my tickets yet. Anyone else waiting for their tickets? Too? Yeah, that's a good point, that. Um, if you, is anybody else waiting for delivery of their Wigan tickets? What do you get yours delivered, Dan? Do you live across the road? I literally could go and I would say I should have just picked them up. Do you deliver? So they normally come next day. Pick up. <laughs> anyway, um, Ash has got his. Um. Another, a recurring theme. I want us to play well for a full game. I think Leslie made that point last week. Mm, good point, yeah. Yeah, it's good Maddox point. Maddox Lecti making that point. Well, um, I agree. Last time we played well for a full game. That's a question. Yeah. yeah. If, you can, if you can recall or recount that game, please pop it in the chat. When did we last play well for 90 minutes? Luton away. Luton away? Any? Carlisle. Carlisle. I mean, they were they were they were a terrible team, but we yeah. we played all right. <laughs> yeah, 
for the full 90. Yeah, it's Carlisle away, isn't it? That's probably right. That's Going back to the point we were talking about, um, I think overall, without stating the absolute bloody obvious, we need to get behind them Tuesday. Um, don't go there with the mentality of, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get behind them unless they do something really good. <laughs> don't do that. Get behind them. You never know what might happen. So we do. We do need to get behind them. We're going through the toughest period of our season so far. One loss in 12 games. Yeah. So get behind them. Is it um, plus win game, Chris, to answer you, to answer your question. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's it is. It and is. that's not that's not because it's Wigan. I couldn't give two hoots. No, no, no. It, it, it's, it's a reaction a to what happened yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it could define our season. This, if we win, that could. If we win, yeah. we win by two or three clear. Then that could be a real big boost. But at the same time, if we lose by any scoreline, it could yeah. hit the proverbial. Yeah, um, I, I just brought that up because I was thinking back to when I thought we played well consistently throughout the whole game and Mark has mentioned mm, it also which yeah. was Fleetwood away um, really efficient no nonsense in awful conditions in, in shocking conditions absolutely <laughs> um, yeah so good point um, let, let's look at the next six games ahead obviously we've looked at the next one which is Wigan uh, Tomo67 is worried for the next six games and losing on Tuesday could tip him over the edge, he says. Um, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be a footballer. Are we worried? Who have we got? So, Wigan away. Right. Cambridge at home. Okay. Right. Right. Barnsley away. Fair. Good side. Exeter away. Fodder. Oxford at home. Don't know what they are at the moment, do they? And Derby away. Difficult, but they've not forward, have they? Yeah. Right. So we've, look, we've, dealt with, we've, we've dealt with Wigan. So we've got one, two, three, five games there. Cambridge at home. Win, lose, draw. <laughs> Win. This will be good. Barnsley away. Draw. And. Barnsley Whoa! away. I don't like Barnsley this game. Barnsley away, Ah? Huh? I don't like this game. Draw. <laughs> Exeter away, Colin. Win. Why is Colin getting the easy one? <laughs> I'm in, in no particular order, Angela. <laughs> Oxford at home, Angela. Win. Colin doesn't get all the easy ones. Colin, Derby away. Draw. Right. Well, out of those out of those five games, we don't lose any. There we go. Sorted. Uh, and we accumulate three, four, seven, ten, eleven points. From a possible 15. Take that. One thing to take into consideration. I'll tell you what, I'd snatch your hand off. One thing to take into consideration is, is how we've reacted all season when we've got beat. Daniel, it's score predictions, not results yeah. predictions. Dan says pred prediction ban lasts the long. Yeah, if you listen regular to the podcast, Dan, you'd, you'd know. But yeah, obviously, he won't. Fair weather like you away support. Oh, rather, rather play golf. Oh, <laughs> oh shots fired. Um, there of milk for he'll Colin. Bite. He'll I, bite. I, I, I'm going to say it now, and I'll not say it again. If we don't lose any of those five games, the only way is done. up. Baby. I tell you what, there's absolutely no way that we do not lose any, not one of those games. 
for me. We must lose one. Why? Because we're on a bit of a bad run. We lost one game. No, because of the way that we're playing. Yeah, well, that can change in a heartbeat, can't it? If we, yeah, if we okay. I'll, I'll keep it here. We've hit the hour. Exactly. When I said that, Yaz and the plastic population, the only way is up. Brackets, baby. Close brackets. Um, I don't know what to say. Let's it, let's finish on this. That our last twelve games, we've lost two. We've won seven. We've drawn three. And this is the vibe of our conversation. It's not bad, is it? We have in reverse order: lost one, drawn one, drawn, drawn one, one. Lost one, one, one in them 12 games. So, not bad. Exactly. And that's why I think we'll be, we'll go and beat them in the next few games. And well, that's everybody. But David's asked, David Jones asked, does Everett go if we don't go up this season? Absolutely, categorically, no. Remember that we're on this journey after only what is this our third season in, in League One following promotion, and what we've achieved in a, a really small period of time. When you consider that Sunderland, prior to that, Sheffield United, Portsmouth have all been in this division for five plus years consecutive seasons, definitely not. Definitely not. And if anybody says that or suggests that, then go and give you, you're entitled to your opinion, but go and give your head a wobble, seriously. Because I can almost guarantee a few months back you're at Wembley shaking your flag about. So there we go. Um, I don't know if anybody's watching the, I'm sure that many of us Bolton fans have watched at least the first episode of Sunderland Till I Die <laughs> to see us beat them. 6 nil in high definition on Netflix. <laughs> Any excuse to watch it, I suppose. No disrespect to Sunderland, but it was a great day. Um, they, in the first three episodes, they, they changed their owner um, and management and what have you. Their new owner is young inexperienced but one of the things he said one of the biggest takeaways from taking the club over was that he was told that league one is the hardest league in england to get out of when you have a certain caliber of club absolutely yeah yeah so it was it was just interesting i'm not saying he's right i'm not saying he's wrong but he was just interested to take that little nugget away from i think it was episode three with that it's not easy. But, I, consi yeah. I consider this journey that we're on at the moment to try and get back to where historically we belong. We're very early on in, 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 in this journey. So Ian Everett's done a fabulous job in, in that short period of time. So, yeah, just don't even suggest such ludicrous things. There you go. Right. Um, I'm conscious of time. A um, couple of bits just to cover <laughs> off. Um, as you may or may not know, the team, minus Angela, um, but she'll be there with us in spirit, I'm sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll be doing the um, Tough Sleep Charity Challenge, um, which is the sleep out at the Tough Sheet Stadium, um, which is in aid of vulnerable and homeless people of Bolton, um, with four charities supporting that. Um, we do have a Just Giving link. None of the money goes to us. It all goes 100%. Every other, every penny goes to those charities that I mentioned. Um, so, please, if you can... What's that? One pound. Just one that pound. Is that a pound sign? Is that a pound sign? Yeah, whatever. Don't matter. Yeah. I'll post the link again. Um, if you could donate, I see a lot of people sharing it, which is really good of you. Thank you. But um, as Bob Geldof said, I want to see your money or something like that. And band on. 
I'm glad you said um, money. Show me edge. We want your money, so please give generously. Um, and also, like, subscribe, share, and all that social media shenanigans. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it helps the it, algorithm, and it helps. It does help the algorithm. It helps us pop in other Bolton Wanderers fans feeds, so that'll be really appreciated. It's cur we've currently had twelve likes so far tonight. Uh, and there's like 40 people watching through YouTube. So if you can all just click that little thumbs up, that'd be really, really appreciated. Thank you very much. It would. Much. It would. Um, somebody's just asked, when is it? I'm just trying to find the date. March the... 20-something. 22nd, is it? 22nd. Yes. Yeah. Friday, the 22nd of March. And we've got yes. Shrewsbury the day after. So yeah. might as well stay in the ground. Yeah. We, well, we may have. Yeah, it's international break, isn't it, potentially? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Louise asks, when is it? Remind me. We've reminded just, you. So you've got no excuse now. Just give Big us a geek. pound off the day. That's all we ask. A pound off, yeah. off the wall. That'll be, that'll be magic. And um, also, finally, apologies for running over, um, but... Ben. Yeah, um, Colin mentions it every week, and rightly so. We are growing the team. It's obviously during the week we have young Ben McQuaid join us. Um, yeah. that, that is in preparation for hopefully promotion of next season. Growing the, the reason team, for that, and, the reason for and that, also let me finish. Um, um, also, the new sky scheduling for next season, which means that games will be all over the place. They won't be necessarily Saturday and Tuesday. So obviously we've all got lives. So we need flexibility in that. So but more importantly, we want to continue to try and deliver a consistent quality. I'll use that term very loosely. Um product for you all to enjoy. Um so we want to try and expand the team to allow us to do that because like Chris rightly said um, we've all got kind of stuff going on as well. And the fixtures are going to be bloody everywhere. So, yeah. Indeed. And we'll sign off by saying, not necessarily well done to Liverpool, because I know they're not everybody's cup of tea, but well done to Conor Bradley for a second medal at Wembley, a winner's second winner's Wembley medal in a year. Wembley, year. Wembley, oh, Wembley. Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. <laughs> Wembley. <laughs> um, I you know what I mean? Coming on the podcast in the summer, that lad. I wonder. Feel free. He's not a bottom player, Colin. But no, no. But would the, would the, I'm sure he'd be very, very well received and very popular. Yeah, but there you go. Anyway, we're gonna have to go because it's 67, 68 minutes. Thank You're you all for joining us. Record numbers. Love that. Enjoy Tuesday. Get behind the lads and come on, you whites. Thank you everyone you for joining whites. us. Come on. Good night. Bye-bye.